No, where's your speaker at? Because it's not coming through. So hold that speaker right up to the mic. There we go. Okay, we fixed it. We're going to do it the old-fashioned way. So you're going to talk right into the mic. Yeah, I'm just on the headphone. You're... Wait, I don't hear you. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't on. Oh, dear. There's my beautiful voice. There we go. A little raspy. Man, I can hear my nose, man. What's wrong with my freaking nose? I don't know. Maybe you're breathing on top of the mic. Oh. All right, can we hear Amari? Go ahead, talk, Amari. Uh, for those of you, oh wait, we didn't even intro anything. Yeah, time to do the intro. No music today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, no, no music today. Um, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Not Dumb Podcast. I am your gracious host, Iman Abdullah. <laughs> you just mispronounce your own name. I like to do that every once in a while. <laughs> I've been called Iman many times. Yeah. Iman Abdullah. Uh, welcome to the Knocked Up Podcast. I have uh, my co-host. Uh, Plug 2, Shimon Warden Plug here. Plug 2, Shimon Warden. And on the phone, we have his lovely daughter, Am- Amiri? Amari? Amari. Amari. Warden. Hello. What up, Amari? How's life? Okay. Did you hear that? No. I can only hear you. Oh, she can only hear oh, me. Oh, that makes sense because I'm not right there next to the phone. So... Uh, just relay my greetings. Um, so anyway, carry on. All right. So for the first few minutes here, Amari has a couple of questions for a history or English class that they're doing an interview on people mm. doing English volunteer English class. for her English class. Yes. I used to pretend I was an English major in college, so that might work out. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, right. I, I, the inside joke is I, I I didn't I didn't go to college, so you know. No, actually, you but I've read a lot of books, so maybe. Anyway, did you go to college for like one year? Oh yeah, I did go to college. Um, I went to RCC at the tender age of thirteen years old, um, and I did not finish because I didn't like it, and I just sort of left. Um, and I did actually. I loved English. I still love writing to this day. Writing and reading are my two of my favorite pastimes. Um, so anyway, I might be of help. You might be of help. So yeah, there we go. Okay, Mari, what is the first or the theme of the questions? My first question is: Have you done an act that makes you a stand-up character, like something as simple as volunteering, or even something that would be seen as heroic? Well, I don't like to toot my own horn, Amari, but, um, yes, I have. Uh, I do believe in, um, uh, as far as me, I'm sure Shimon had done, a, I mean, you've been in war, saving lives probably. Um, but I feed the homeless. Um, I used to feed it actually every Saturday back in Seattle, but I don't do that anymore because here in Boston, it's a little harder to do. Um, I also give a lot of money to homeless people I guess I don't know um, what else do I do I take care of 200 children that are in my house right now no <laughs> this number uh, keeps going up man uh, it's an inside joke for my own self everyone else thinks it's terrible that I say that but um, I, I, that's probably it I don't I don't know if I do much else I help people as much oh I definitely um, I don't know if that's the same thing I think that's just business but all of my uh, all of my business, I try to shoot give to people who can do the skills, but might not necessarily um, normally get the work. But just be it's a lot of times it's just because they're black. So um, I, I pride myself on keeping my my business as strong and black as possible. I don't know if that is is a uh, is really a big deal or not, but um, I think that's what she, we should all be doing anyway. But um, yeah, how about you, Shimon? Um, so excluding my time in the Navy, uh, I sit on four nonprofits. So I'm always thinking about helping the community and also individuals. Yeah. Um, I have a non giving money to homeless policy, but I, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they come up to the car now, if they're like selling flowers or doing, you know, like a non contaminated ball of water, I definitely help them up. (laughs) Um, you don't take the bottles with the uh, hypodermic needles hanging out of it. No bottles with hypodermic okay. needles. That's uh, understandable. I could I could see that. I could see why you wouldn't do that. And oh, because of the drugs. Yeah, because you know a lot so, of the people are going. I don't want to have someone who's in distress yeah. go straight out and buy drugs and not get any help. Sure, that's sure. the that's the main reason. Um, I I make those kind of judgments myself too. Like if somebody looks like 
crazy. I might, yeah, I might yeah. Like, nah, bro. But if someone's like, I like it when someone's if they're struggling and but they got a nice hustle. I was like, mm. wow, that's an amazing hustle. Do you ever go down on Melnia Cass and where it connects to ninety three? I all the time because yeah, the there's BMC is over there, Boston Medical Center. So there's a strong young black man over there. I don't know how young he might be older than me, but um, he uh, he habitually is like watching car windows and stuff. He's got a nice hustle game to him, so I know. I like I like the flower guys over there. Uh, man, I bought I bought some flowers one time. They weren't um, they weren't on point, and I was like, man, I'll never do that again. Anyway, we're going off topic. I'm sorry. Continue. Um, we go off topic all the time. Mark. Yeah, you might be here for like three hours. <laughs> we're talking about anyway. So, um, no, I think that's the the core thing. I, I you know, my my dad, Amari's grandfather, was and my mom were big on um, community service and yeah, self sacrifice. Yep, absolutely. Um, so that's more like everything I do. I try to do that more holistically, not like, hey, I'm gonna go run a 5K for. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't do that stuff either. No, I, I have done that. I've stuff. done it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I um, that's not you know. Oh, that I, I check that box for the day. I just try to be that consistently. So when I was doing more overt things, yeah. you know, like people like saying like being in the military or going to go do some event, mm-hmm. that's just part of what I normally do. Yeah. 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 And I've dragged my kids to do a bunch of stuff. Unfortunately, when they were little, uh, yeah, we're we're gonna be doing that more with our kids. Yeah, that's good. We're on the same page here. I like this. Yeah, I'm pretty sure her, her mom drags her to all kinds of stuff. You know what, Shimon? Um, not trying to not trying to humble brag here, but um, I think we're pretty terrific people. Just trying to say. You know? Yeah, that's kind of douchey when you, mean. <laughs> when you say it like that. Um, but you know, it's a uh, and and here's the other thing. I I agree with you. Like I think. I try to put my money and my assistance where I know it's needed more so than organizations that are going to. I donate to a lot of organizations because I know that I they, th- they, they filter through. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of that goes into people's salaries, too. And I kind of don't like I, that. I'm not actually against people. Giving Unless it's like homeless people that are working there. I, I can be down with that. Uh, I'm actually a big advocate for people working in nonprofits getting paid market rate because they got to feed their families, too. If not. I'm, I know, but they're... How do you choose oh. what organizations oh, yeah, you want to donate to? Um, you, you go first. That's a nice leading question. So how do I choose what organizations want? Um, I got to like their mission, you know, their purpose. Um, at this point in time, I tend to look them up on GuideStar to see how they're handling their books, you know, their financials, if it's anything substantial to give. Um, but... Usually, it's just that the person who I'm talking to, I'm vibing with. You know, you got to build a rapport, and then I like their mission. And I say, "Hey, this is some things that I normally give to." Um, sometimes I'm just not in the position to give, although I want to, and I would like repost them on Facebook or like them on LinkedIn or move some, you know, give them some social media creds. Mm. Talk talk well about them. Like, hey, this is a great organization. I may or may not have given because I might not have it at the time when they asked. I might have some other obligations. Yeah. But other than that, that's kind of my basic. So for me, I um, in general, I don't really give to organizations except for. Well, okay. So as Muslims, we give zakat. So that's three percent of everything we make. Um, Or it might be three percent of our savings. I forget what it is. Two point five percent of their end of the year income during Ramadan. Mm, I think you're supposed to be you just give it I mean who has I can't come up with 2.5% at the end of the year of just straight up cash no no, I usually give it out over the year and then you can I reconcile in Ramadan maybe yeah I I make sure it's like right around you can do playing giving for the whole year so yeah so I I do that so we do zakat and zakat is for Muslims that's um charity that's given to people who are in need in the Muslim community mostly in the Muslim community I guess it's for anybody who's poor but it's primarily for people who are poor who are in the Muslim community. Um, I give to, um, or I have given to organizations that feed the homeless, specifically feed, like um, the Pine Street Inn and um, Rosie's Place. Um, other than that, I try to do my charity on with my own body. So like, I might actually go physically go and bring some homeless people food or something like that. Um, or people in need food or or give money directly to some people like um what else what else 
And I also know black men need jobs. There's a lot of here's a, here's a terrible thing about Boston. A lot of people, um, a lot of black men here are not working, but they have skills to get jobs done. And I am in a position to broker these to bring a skill set into a certain job um, that needs to get done and, and have it get done and, and put money into, you know, black men's pockets to help them feed their families. And so I take that very, very seriously. And I, I don't know if that's necessarily charity. It's kind of just big, you know, good business at the end of the day. But um, yeah, I think it's definitely helpful. Yeah. Interesting you thing. Know. Boston, although some people think it's one of the most racist cities in the country, it is it the is. most unequal city in the United States. Yeah, it definitely it, is. And by, if you're by down, race it's hard to come up. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. We're not the if you're black or Latino, you have on average less money. In Boston, oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And uh, Boston actually has the high, one of the high, it has the highest wealth gap in the United States. Yeah, the highest wealth gap in the in all of the United States, really. Yeah, yeah, it's it's I pretty. That old. would be like down south well, or something. No, our CEO pay is you know our top one percent, top ten percent pay is like seven hundred fifty thousand. It's high because we have big companies here. Did you hear how much Jeff Bezos made per day last year? Um, probably. A lot. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> he he, has, he makes billions in income. So it was something they they said it was something like thirty six million dollars a day or something crazy mm. every single day. Weekends. I'm, I'm, I'm still a Bill Gates guy. I'm, I'm, Bill He's Ga- old news, bro. But Bill Gates has more influence than Jeff Bezos. I mean, Jeff Bezos. I don't is think that's a, true. <laughs> no, Jeff is making a lot of money right now. Bill's made a lot of money over the last well, Bill, several decades. Bill Gates comes from old money. His dad was rich too, wasn't he? No, no, Bill made his money. His dad was professional class. He was a professor or something like that. No, but he was, I'm telling you, bro, he was, uh, he was balling. He wasn't, I mean, he, I'm they just, weren't regular. I wasn't saying like they, they were like, mm. uh, living check to check or anything like that. But I'm saying, <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Anyway, uh, wait, did we answer your question? I think we, you know, we're, we, you might have to feel free to jump in and, and stop us if, uh, cause we'll, we'll go off and tangent we'll okay. city. Yeah. Did we answer your question, uh, young lady? I think so. So okay. is there one organization that you, that they're, the message that they have, you really identify with, so you keep donating or you keep being involved with them? So the most consistent organization isn't really an organization, it's just Zakat, which is to any message. Um, that's, that's on my most consistent basis. I don't know about which, what for you, Shimon. Um, well, since I sit on f- four nonprofit boards now, the ones I sit on, I've gotten so involved with them that I, I help lead them. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the masjids here. Um, I used to be way more involved until the last couple of years. Mm. Um, but you know, different initiatives. Me- I remember a few years ago when I first the last time I moved back to Boston and used to do the Friday night, a lot of the young guys, they're all married now. So their wives are like, you can't go out with the fellas. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there, right. used to, there used to be a whole bunch of us that used to play soccer and then do, you know, volunteer work at the masjid and yeah, then yeah. go watch movies. Yeah. Um, but all, I was the only one that, I think there was a few of us that had children already. But yeah. Uh, did he did he answer your question? Did you get it, Amari? Hmm. Did he get it? Um, yeah, that answers that question. Hmm. Amari, you are actually the first calling person. Yeah, yeah. I'm the hmm. first calling person. Yeah, because we we were talking about doing call-ins, and we're like, hey, how would that work out? Do you think we should tell people how old she is? Because she sounds young. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. Um, Amari is 19 years old. There we go. Yeah. Um, I think I have two more. Okay. Okay. So does the, I guess, charity work you do, do you do it in hopes of your children continuing it and seeing, oh, my parents do it, or this family member or person I respect does it, so I can participate too? That's a good question. Yeah. So I'll tell you for me, for sure, I definitely want my children to, um, uh, you know, continue that giving um, spirit. So here's the reality. Like I grew up extremely, extremely poor. I mean, it was squalorous. 
that's not even a word. Squalid is actually the word. Um, it was bad. Short story was bad. Uh, my kids don't even know that reality. So they don't know what it's like to have an empty refrigerator and, you know, um, be so hungry. Like, remember, we were so, this is this is a poor story. I wanted to, this is another brother I know who we were talking about how poor we were when we were kids. And um, so we would, we would go back and forth with uh, quote unquote poor stories. And one of my poor stories was we were so hungry, we would put our, literally put our stomachs on the corner of the table because like right into our abdomen because it made us feel like we weren't hungry it was it was bad (laughs) (laughs) like this is this is growing up when i was like in the in the 80s and um always had bobo sneakers that's no name sneakers for people who don't know what bobos Bobos. they cost a dollar 99 bobos Bobos. they make your feet feel fine i i wasn't in a similar you're one of the people that made fun of me weren't you no i was not one of the people made fun of you it just did my we were lucky that my parents were always working at the time. But when my mom got sick, mm. there was a huge difference when you went from a two-income oh, professional yeah, household yeah. to a one-income professional household. But mm. luckily, my brother and I were about to start working yeah. as teenagers. So yeah, I yeah. always had my own money, you know. Good times. So, um, yeah. So uh, my kids will never know that level of part. Well, hopefully they will never know it because that, that is bad. Um, just really, really poor things just bad things and um so really the only way to kind of bring that home that there are people in need like like there are is to sort of show them you know through the things that you do so if you don't have kids already you already know that um well you don't have kids that's good keep it that way um oh you were talking about my daughter. i was talking to your daughter because <laughs> i'm talking to your daughter right now wow uh, well i guess i'm talking to everyone at home but um uh they learn by what you do, not really by what you say. So, uh, I mean, what you say matters too, but it's more about what you do. So if you're saying one thing and like, hey, do all these good things and be altruistic and all these things and you're just acting crazy on it, they're going to act the way you act. They're not going to act the way you say they should act. So you got to show them like you got to show them, hey, there's homeless people out there. Like, so this is why I kind of do give money to homeless people. Like when I go down Melnia Cast and I see the people out there, because I really I kind of want them to see me giving the money. It's not so much about the two dollars that this dude's going to go get some crack with. It's more about my kids seeing that you got to help out people who are in need now. Okay, if a dude is like obviously high out of his mind, I'm not giving this nigga nothing. I'm just being, <laughs> <laughs> I'm being honest. Because they'd be rolling. No, because some dudes are like you know they do that uh, the, the hardcore lean, the thriller walk. Like oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. where they're just Look, paused in midair. There's a certain thing that heroin and meth does to the brain. Oh man, you got the lean. It's going bad, up. bro. It's bad. It's yeah, bad. It, and but, why would they put the shelter over there by man. the highway? They get hit all the time. It's a terrible place to. I put have the, almost hit people going. Shelters by highways or access. What'd you say? And she says they always put shelters by highways. For well, no, access. we're talking about the methadone clinic. There's a methadone clinic. So right the there. M- remember we're on the way to Boston Medical Center when we're going to the highway. Um, there is a methadone clinic there, and it's also where they catch the shuttle to go to the homeless shelter, which is off on. Is on one of the islands. Uh, it, I don't know because it's not, not sure. down there. Over, so yeah there's some like weird one that's on an island right yeah that's, that's where the larger one is and so they con people congregate there which is also not too far from where the county prison is yeah yeah right across so there's the a huge the island, yeah. area of people who are just some level of distress most yeah. of them aren't necessarily homeless but they're like yeah. some level of addiction mental so health the, issues yeah the short story is they're not all base heads but some of them are and if a I, lot of them are and right? I, I grew up on the street so i kind of know a base head when i see one i don't know is that politically correct can i, say I that? don't think that calling them a base head is politically pre- correct <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's not it the the correct terminology are you offended if i call you a base head <laughs> the correct as a is persons with substance abuse okay. disorder. So, uh, so I know I know a substance abuse disorder uh, person when I see one. So some some people out there, they're just really trying to hustle, and they're poor and they're hungry. Okay, they're dirty and they stink, but it's not necessarily related to drugs. It's just because you're living on the street. So I always try to give money because I want my kids to see me giving money, so that they're not like, oh, you know how some some parents like, oh, oh, oh rolling the window up, oh, don't get close to my car. Like, I don't want to be like that because nah. you don't want them to be all scared of people who are just a little bit different, you know. 
And if they knew how close I was to that person when I was a kid, uh, they wouldn't want to, you know, they, they wouldn't just they just wouldn't be able to relate. So I want them to, you know, I want them to see me giving. That's really what it's about. Yeah, I, I, I've dragged the Mari to uh, quite a number of uh, volunteer events. Yeah. Multiple functions. That's good. <laughs> she said multiple functions. Did you enjoy them? Did you I enjoy did. What did you say, honey? I did enjoy them. Like, my favorite one was when we went to Greenfest a couple of years ago. And I passed out flyers and I talked to people. And I was getting them involved because I think it was about recycling and about the earth and the environment. Oh, okay. That's, that's good. Because that's one of the ones I sit on the board for. Nice. Um, Shem- well, yeah, Seamus McDuffity the third. Yeah. Uh, your brother. That's what man calls him. They call him Shay Dubs. Shay Dubs. Shay Dubs. Shay Dubs. He he did name. that the last time because Greenfest was a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, before he went back down to mm. Texas, he uh, volunteered on the first day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's doing good. So he did that on his own. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, man. You know, He's a good kid. I like Seamus. Brainwash them when they're small mm. so they do it on their own when they're teenagers. That's good. No, that's not brainwashing. That's kind of true, them. though. It's called parenting. But <laughs> it's good parenting. That's all. It's good parenting. Um, so. But anyway, I got the reason why I do that is because um, my dad has always um, been that way, too. And my mom as well. Yeah. So I don't even know though why they've been twisting my out. beard on the mic. That has to be called terrible static. I apologize. I people. actually didn't notice it. Yeah. I, I hear it. I hear my own nostrils like crazy right okay, now. Okay, we're just tripping today. Like yeah. I'm twisting my beard and you're breathing nostrally. Yeah. I don't think that's a word. Are we should... making up words today? Probably. It works out. It's like Thor said in uh Um Avengers. Oh, I couldn't pull that one together. But he said all words are made up, and he's right. So. <laughs> all right, Amari, what is the last question? Okay, so this is my final question. Is there one experience that made you realize, I want to contribute more to my community, and this is something I see myself doing long term? I can, I can answer that. So... My dad is a reverend. I know that's weird. For people, as your heads are exploding, I'm Muslim. My dad's a reverend. It happens. So, so my dad did a lot of community service. And one of the things I've been telling about is, you know, I, I had friends that were working the block. Yes, they were slanging drugs. But they were hungry. So, they were hustling to feed themselves. Yeah. Out of necessity. <laughs> out of necessity because yeah. their households were strained. And sometimes their parents were working. They just weren't make, making enough. I am surprised I didn't sell drugs. I really am because we were broke. So anyway, yeah. but that's a thing of the 80s and 90s. Anyway, keep going. So imagine seeing that. So I'm seeing my friends who are some of them are coming over the house. I didn't really know this, but my parents knew they like they would eat at our house. And yep. that was their dinner. Yep. Right. Um, and then. So I'm watching them slang on the drug thing, slang on the street. I'm yep. playing basketball and hanging out. Then I see the person who's purchasing the drugs mm, that's at the my parents' house <laughs> oh. trying to get help because they're suffering from substance abuse addiction. Wow. And they're like, they're struggling to keep their kids and you're hearing all this other grief, right? Because yeah, they're yeah. normally not you see, quiet. You saw the other side. You saw the other side. Yeah. And I'm seeing the same person working because mm. I was working at the, as a, I'm like 16 at this time, my first job and I'm depositing my paycheck and I'm watching this person cash their check out and I know they're going to be on the block and then they're going to need help. And you just saw this cycle yeah. of of pain and distress. And for me, I was like, OK, I don't want to be part of this. Mm-mm. I don't. But I also want to fix it because I saw that the violence from the police, because the police, yeah, they help you when you're being shot at. But they also shot at me and I wasn't slanging, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. for those of you who wonder, my first time ever being shot at in America actually was by some gangster. But after that, it wasn't in the military. It was not in the military. <laughs> the, the ones who were trained, the first trained person to ever shoot at me was the um, Hartford Police Department wow. and then the Glastonbury the Police Department wow. in Connecticut. Wow. Um, when they said freeze and they started shooting, I ran and I jumped over a fence because uh, the police department in the 90s would kill black and they brown just people. Kill you. <laughs> <laughs> they were not. Fr- Up, death. Uh, death. Uh, they killed one of my friends and the FBI came and investigated. And actually, the guy's still in jail. Wow. So, 
It, it, it was, was a cop who did it. It was a cop. He and shot he's him. Still in jail now. Yeah, man, we don't got that kind of justice anymore. Well, the well, the whole neighborhood caught him and they beat him down, and then he had a history. Oh man, I wish we were. We don't do that no more, man. But they had. He also had a history of violence, and it just happened to culminate at this one horrible instance. Wow. When you shoot a and 90s, he shot a kid. How old was he? He was, was he 14. Oh man. That, he was 13 years old. He weighed like 96 pounds. He shot him point blank in the chest. Wow. So there was all those things going on at the same time. Now, was my friend perfect? No, but he was a young kid struggling. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, he ran away from Juvie to go see his mom because he was homesick. Oh, man. You know? <laughs> oh, that breaks my heart, man. You know, and you're watching... And, but people wouldn't hold this police officer accountable who had a history of violence yeah, against yeah. black and brown Latino kids. Like he was extremely violent, mm. multiple complaints. He had broken kids' arms, wow. all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and he had to go, man. He, there was no reason. So this idea that this is new has been around for a while. The issue is people not holding those Wait, what type idea of people. Is this? It's not, nobody has, no, who yeah. has the idea this is new. Yeah, people act like like the. Um, Cops killing people is because the world has gotten more violent. I'm like, this country's been, been going on since ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember my dad has a story of in the 70s seeing people get shot and he's like trying to go home. This is in JP. And when my mom and dad used to live there and seeing blood flowing down the street and all this I stuff. Mean, it was crazy. Like, it, it was freaking mental back in the day. Yeah, it's, it's actually less I think it's less now. Yeah, it's less like violent. back then it was like crazy, crazy. Yeah, like yeah anyway. we act like nostalgia. Like the United the United States has a lot of issues with, with <sighs> violence. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, do. We really do. We struggle with a society. I, I, here's the thing. I like seeing it in movies, but I know that that's crazy. <laughs> no. It's yeah. like, in the movie, it's like, awesome. Oh, wow. The whole house blew up. It blew oh, this whole half of torso off. Wow. This is a great movie. And it's like, this is really not good, bro. No, if you see that in real life, you're like, yeah, I need therapy. throw up on yourself. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. The... The you know you laugh because you got to deal with that level of violence. But yeah. but what do you tell to kids that see violence all the time? Oh man! And you so my dad. I'm using my dad because he's a real illustrator. He's done therapy. He's lived in the suburbs and he's lived in um, big cities. Yeah. In the suburbs, like when he lived in Attleboro, mm-hmm. there was a kid that got killed. In, I think there was a violence or it was a car accident. They came and gave the entire neighborhood and the school therapy for the for the for the grief that they were going through. They brought all the Man, clergy in. That's intense. Jews, Christians, Muslims, yeah. Hindu, Buddhists. Everyone was there. They had licensed counselors because they said, "Hey, these people have been are in pain. We didn't want to make sure there's okay." But here you are in Beantown or any major city, yeah. and you got people shot, and they just got the bodies there until the like the coroners come. All those people are seeing that type of tent trauma. Yeah, yeah. and not dealing with it. You're not dealing with it, so yeah. that this ripple ripples of violence, and that's one of the things that heavily influenced me to like think about not just the person in pain, but the systems that they create, and I want to destroy those systems that continue to have pain. Yeah, anyway. that's good. Wait, did I already answer the question? Or? No, no, no. I, I, Wait, I what, took, I, what was the question again? I totally forgot. We're I like, got on my soapbox and I was just like. We're like zoning in here. Like, yeah. oh man, yeah, really. And I, have, I actually totally forgot. Wait, what was the question? I'm sorry. He answered the question. It was basically what experience inspired you or made you realize that you wanted to help your community or give back. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, there you go. That, that, that was a good answer. Uh, well, I guess my answer is that... Um, I I'm just kind of like tired of seeing. Um, um, so I think the main way I give back outside of Zakat is really just sort of maybe with my business, and I think that's I, like I really try to employ as many black men as possible because I know what it's like to not have enough money or not be not even be able to make any money, even though you have the skills to do whatever. That it is, is so to do. frustrating. It's like it's really really frustrating. So when so I have a I have an end to a lot of. Um, you know, wealthy clientele. Um, and so I try to put all of that business into as many black hands as possible because I know it's not really a racist thing. I'm, I'm not really not a racial person at all. I don't really, I'm not going to say I don't see race, but I, it's not about that. It's more about giving it to the people who really need it. And we, black men in Boston need it. I, there's there's un, unemployed electricians, unemployed plumbers, unemployed 
painters, Dude, unemployed, look unemployed, graphic designers, are, computer mean, programs. And so many skills out here. So, so many skills where people actually took the time to go actually get certified and get not like me where I'm just some dude who just, you know, a reason why I am where I am in life is literally just because I'm I just. I have no idea. <laughs> I just put myself in positions, and if I fail, I fail. I just keep up and keep going. But it's put me in a character. I mean, it's, I guess it's good. I guess it's called grit. I, I think that's a technical term. But I don't really have any real um, um, skills besides management and leadership. And I only have management and leadership skills because I just went and kept getting leadership jobs since I was the, the age of eighteen because I didn't want to. Like, I never wanted to work on a front line. I always wanted to be somebody who's in charge. So consequently, if I have any skill, it's management and leadership. Um, but what that has done is put me in a position to be in the company of some very wealthy people who just want to get stuff done. And my ability to get stuff done puts me in a position to hire people who normally wouldn't get hired. And because I've been in that position where I didn't get a job just because I'm not white enough, you know, that really sucks. And we're pretty light-skinned. And we're light-skinned. We're like the least dangerous black guys. <laughs> that sounded really terrible, but I'm just... Uh, which is weird. But it's, yeah. it sounds terrible, but this is literally the way it is. Like, I, I like let's say... Well, I don't want to go off on another tangent, but, you know, as light-skinned black guys, which is what we both are, we're, we have a slightly more... Oh, we have some... Okay. We have a slightly more favorable view to the dominant society as a dark-skinned black guy. I think it's di- ridiculous. Shaman thinks it's ridiculous. Yes. But that's just what it is. But they still cross the street from you. But it's still, yeah, they still have uh, this this weird air. You still have this weird air of danger about you. Like, they're still scared of you for some reason. Like, like as if I've done something dangerous in my life or I potentially could do something dangerous. And it's really the most ridiculous thing on earth. So yeah. anyway, let's long story short, I've been through that situation so many times. It's, it's been to the point where I'm I've, I've I've been it's been hard for me to pay my bills. And, you know, I've had people get promoted over me like, you know, and this is why I don't work for people anymore is because that whole idea where, you know, you're the best person in the whole building. And you come in and train a guy from the bottom, and he he leaps he leaps over you, and uh, and he might not directly be your boss, but he'll have a higher position than you. Or you find out. I've even had times where I found out uh, a dude who I was training was making more than me. That's not no. I'm not I'm not playing that game. You yeah. Know? <laughs> no, no, no. That so happens. That happens, and, and it, I don't play that. There's like a problem I, with the mindset where they don't see that this is wrong. It's like yeah. that is not healthy. How is yeah. that good business for you? For the one, and you thing? can't expect your employees not to talk about you know. Oh, yo, never talk about salary. I recommend all employees talk about salary. You know, actually, the rules you know. are changing right now of uh, about salaries. Yeah. That just salaries need to be transparent. I mean, with things like Glassdoor yeah. and Indeed and stuff, sal- and, and LinkedIn, oh, salaries have become very transparent. A, co- a company. I used to work for is and I had to quit that company is actually one of my last um, corporate jobs it's getting trashed on Glassdoor because of all there's just salary like we had a there was a situation where the guy was like um, he was just promoting his friends like mm-hmm. he'd, he'd have his friend come in as like low level and then some somehow he's like two years later vice president of whatever division and and you know this guy is like the biggest chucklehead on earth like he doesn't own anything and how is that good for their business it's not he just, <laughs> he's literally destroying his own business just because he wants to work with his homies anyway that, that's another no story. actually but I, I think it's a great example yeah. of how biases these biases against women yeah. race disability it's better. ridiculous it, would have it, it's terrible for your business because it's terrible because you're a terrible person in that particular regard exactly and so, <laughs> but anyway let me let me just finish this and then we can go into that but anyway i've been in that position where i'm not getting the recognition or the money i deserve more important is the money i don't really care about recognition so much but i need to get paid and it's literally just because i'm the odd guy out when i say odd guy out i'm the guy that's not white and that's not a good position to be in and when you recognize that this is why you're not getting what you're supposed to get it's extremely frustrating, and there's really not a whole lot you can do about it. So, consequently, I'm in a position where I can give certain contracts and certain uh, uh, certain recognition, certain money to people who can do a good job. And here's the thing: when I give it to these um, different, best, I mean, guys who are absolutely qualified to do the work, 
they're so grateful to get the work. They they will do a better job than literally any the most highest paid electrician you know. Like, and you know anyway. All overall, that just means that I'm able to help them feed their families. They make my company look good because they're doing an excellent job, and then my client is happy because they got a they got what they wanted, and it it's still an all an excellent job, and it's on par or better than whoever else they would have got to do the same job. So. I don't know if that answered your question, but... Sorry. Hey, Mari, so is that all your questions? It did. Um, Y'all discussed a lot and answered my questions and shared personal experience. If I have any more questions, I'll bug you later. <laughs> there you <laughs> don't go. Don't bug me, baby. Um, when do you... Are you going to pull... Did you record this, or are you going to just pull from the podcast when it's posted on SoundCloud or iTunes or Google Play? So it'll be up tomorrow um, early afternoon, Thursday. So... That was um, least this first part of the podcast was brought to you by the questions of Amari Warden, um, where he, I Shimon Warden plug two and Iron Man Abdullah. We agree for her to be able to post this to her class to answer her questions. Yes, it's a totally reasonable thing to do. Because one, okay. we're recording Thank this you. anyway. We will not sue you. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> All right, baby. Um, so. My hand is cramping from holding this thing against the phone until we get the appropriate cable to connect the phone to our mixing board. Hopefully, sometime soon. But thanks for being the first caller. Yeah. Nepotism, baby. There you go. <laughs> actually, she just called. Nepotism for the win. Yeah. Actually, she, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, she actually just called and had these questions. And I was like, um, about to start the podcast anyway. How about we use this for material? There you go. Always looking out for the podcast. All right. Thanks, sweetie. Love you. All right, thanks for having me. I'm going to go finish my work now. Hey, Bye. Talk, talk about Bye. us to your friends. <laughs> wow, that worked out for us. Yeah. Man, we look terrific now. You know, I don't know about you, but I'm a pretty great guy. You know what I'm saying? Just saying. Look at the fatherhood. <laughs> to, hey, I'm training my children on a life skill profession here in the new age media called podcasting. Yeah. Wow. Yep. That's we're doing big things, man. Doing big things. Doing we big look things. amazing. Yeah. I can't uh, wait to edit this and put this up so we can get kudos for how how generous and cool we are. I think we're like looking really good with our wives right now. Oh, man. <laughs> that never happens. No. My wife doesn't even think I'm funny anymore. I'm I, like, I'm like a, here's the thing. I'm a funny dude. Okay, yes, there's darkness underneath. But in general, I'm a funny guy. Uh, she doesn't even think I'm funny. Then I, I think my wife barely likes me right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She's just like, she's in that space right now where we're in the marriage. He's like, this Negro here. Man. Yeah. We, Why? It is, it is not AC a cakewalk being married to Iman Abdullah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> Look, everyone, I'm real cool right now, but I can go days with not talking because I'm like. Days my, without talking. I will grunt. Mm, mm, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. oh, I can go days without being talkative. Yes. Sure. Okay, I can see yeah. what you're saying. I don't know if I articulate an entire sentence. But see, here's the unless thing. Unless she brings it up, like, or she asks me a specific question, or I'm I'm in that space and the phone rings and it's business, and yeah. it's just like, hello, Shimon Warden, how may I help you? Oh, you're like, oh, I can get that report to you immediately. Yeah. Um, because that's work. Yeah, and the exactly. brain is like, okay, I need to do it this. It clicks work. on. Yeah. And then as I get off the phone, my, yeah. I go right back into like, uh, what I, was I thinking about? I was literally just telling my wife this and she got angry with me. It's like, cause sometimes like I come home, you know, I come home late. Like I work from like, pfft, you work crazy. I hours. work like 7 a.m. till like 8, 9 o'clock at night. Wasn't sometimes. that last week where I was like downtown actually working late for some unknown reason yeah. and you were like, oh, I'm still there. I'm, I'm like, working. The? I'm downtown with my kids in the car. Yeah. This is the thing about I, I can bring my kids with me sometimes. But anyway, no, um, I was telling her like, um, no, sometimes like when I get home, man, can I just please let me just get like 20 minutes of silence because I got four girls and each one of them. And this is the difference between girls and boys. Girls want to just empty their whole day out from dawn until <laughs> until they saw you <laughs> just literally just hey daddy i woke up and i had this kind of cereal and then sophia said this to me and i didn't like it so i told her th- and then i called her a bad word and she called me another bad word and then mommy gave gave her a spanking like it's like oh really and you kind of have to you can't be like you know you can't not 
pretend that you're interested because that you'll be hurt un- their feelings. <laughs> be okay, and unhealthy. then and then finally, a- after all of that, then my wife wants to do the same thing. I was like, oh, babe, can I just let me just get like 15 minutes? Oh thing. yeah, you got to deal with that. See, I've been used to because I traveled a lot yeah. through my career, and now I, you know, in a blended household, I, uh, no, my kids are immediately there, so I get that for like doses. Like I mm-hmm. come, yeah. I'm home. Yeah. Da 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 da. The kids are here. All the kids are here. And then it's like, do do do. I don't get that on a daily basis because mm. that would be that would be on. Yeah, I didn't really have that. No, no, no. That, yeah. that that would be that would be much. It's tough. It's tough. I deal with it, but you know, it's like, man, I could I could go for some silence. I'm just right saying much that. because of my personality type. Like when mm. I come home, I do need that. You know, to all the women who listen to this podcast, that 20 minutes. Man, and twenty minutes is amazing. Like to transition from like be like work self yeah. to our home self. Yeah, I you know you gotta have a routine. Like I need to come in the house and wash my hands, take the outside clothes off. Well, that's an island thing too. Like I gotta yeah, transition. I can't not, yeah yeah I can't, I can't just chill in my outside clothes. No, it, like I actually never do that. Yeah, yeah that's like disgusting. So um. And do all that, and then I need to do something Wait, hold else. On. What do you wear for your inside clothes? My inside clothes? My inside clothes are pretty homey. They're like basketball shorts or workout shorts. That's it. Basketball my, shorts. My, and my undershirt. Yep. You know, a t-shirt. Oh, I'll keep the undershirt. I might keep the... Yeah, maybe. I keep the... I take the outside clothes off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The like, things over... The, yeah, the exactly. things that touch yeah, yeah. the outside world, and then I wash it off, and then I sit down and chill. You know? Um, the notion of... Remembering, like, when you were young, like... You had guys that would like go from outside and go right into their bed with their clothes on. I'd be like, "No, that's crazy." I'd be like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" That's that's just uncouth. Yeah, like you just made your entire bed disgusting (laughs) from like all the germs from outside, all your weed sweat and all that stuff. (laughs) No, I can't do that. Like, I don't know why I got sick from. (coughs) Yeah, no, man. I'm a I'm a very clean. The good thing about me is, um, I'm a very clean dude. Like maybe not clean as in cleaning the house clean because I'm not good at that. But uh, as far as my body and and uh, what do you call that? Hygiene. Uh, is it personal hygiene? I guess personal hygiene. As far as my personal height, they're playing League of Legends in another room. Nice. Which is a game that uh, Seamus McDuffie played. Man, these mics well, are really good. I mean, <laughs> these dudes are literally going literally around the corner, and I—they're like on the right other side me. of the atrium. Wow! In another closed-off room with its own loud AC system, and we're like, they're right here. Yeah, man, these are some good-ass mics. Because yeah, I, yeah. I think if we take the headphones on, I can't hear them. Wait, hold on. Oh, nope, <laughs> can't hear them at all. Nope. Yeah, wow. <laughs> it was like good mics. Um, yeah, so I for, what was I saying? Hey, can we like are we like spies with these mics? No, no I'm just kidding. No, we could be. We could be spies. I forgot what I was saying now. Anyway, I'm sure it wasn't that important. Um Yeah, good times. Hey, you know the um Ayana Presley one? Yeah. What you don't feel good about that? No, I feel great about that. Oh, okay. I just, I just found out I, today. My, my my yeah is because I'm I have always voted for her, but mm. I don't live in her district anymore. Wait, what is her district? She, well now she's running for Congress. So she's in the, I think she's in the seventh congressional district. But where is that? It is a crazy district that runs from part of Boston, Dorchester, JP, part of Roxbury, Cambridge, Arlington, and then snarks into Everett or something like that. It doesn't, you know. Wow. That's a big area. It, it's it's not really that wide. It's like snake. It's called gerrymandering. Congressional districts are just. Just horribly. Well, designed. no, I'm just surprised. Like I, I mean, um, you know, Dorchester, Boston, Roxbury, of course. But it's she, not she all of Dorchester. Is because part of Dorchester is Lynch, who is. Mm. Well, I'm just saying, who is Lynch? Lynch is my current congressperson here. No, no, but I'm saying, how how could she not have one? It's not because we're very. Uh, well, I we're mean, very Cap- blue state, you know. I mean, I mean, no, she. This is a primary. She beat oh, okay. an incumbent of Capuano. Oh, okay. So people didn't like him. I mean, he was a nice guy. Actually, his office ran really well. Oh, okay. I right. mean, he was my congressman. He helped me out before. His offices, they're pretty nice guys. Yeah. I think that, I mean, Ayanna Presley is a very popular um, councilwoman. She's actually been 
people have been paying attention to her on the national stage. She was yeah, actually, I know. That's why I, you know, I know coveted yeah. on. Uh, if you were watching like women in the Democratic Party to watch nationally, she was the number two, number three, number one um, uh, woman in the country, mm. which is interesting for someone who's really just at a local level. So this gives her. It all. It always makes me. I mean, think the chances of winning the Democratic nomination in this area. In the general election is uh, almost a hundred percent. It's pretty high. Well, it just makes me think, like when when all these local people get like in like national attention, like she's I mean, getting. She does. She is a council person for a major city. So. Yeah, but I mean, how many other council persons for other major cities do you know by name? Well, maybe you, because you're more politically. No, no, connected. no. She 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 just has a good story, and she's really engaged with the space. Okay. And, um, no, I think I think she's gonna she's gonna do bigger and better things. So is my I, short. Yeah, I think she's a, she's originally from Chicago, but she went to college here. So ah, okay. I mean that happens. Like um, the head of the city councilman, the head of the city councilman, Michelle Wu. Uh, she is also from Chicago. Or she went to University of Chicago, and then she went here for grad school, and mm-hmm. she, she's loved. Wow. wow, I mean. People are just waiting for her to decide to run at a higher office. Hey, do you know about this dude and um, the guy who won the Florida gubernatorial? Or I don't think he won. He won the Democratic uh, nomination for Andrew Gillum. Are you are you familiar with him? I will be. What does that mean? You will be. <laughs> I'm gonna Google his. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought that meant like, oh, I'm gonna go meet this guy. I mean, I, he's ran before. He looks familiar. I just don't know where I've seen him before. Uh, maybe he's run for governor down there, but why am I aware of it up here in Boston? Like, why? You know, I don't, I don't know who else is running for governor in any of the other states right now. I think he ran for. I'm gonna read. I have to read his bio. All right, it's time to, for me to reengage with politics. I had to take a break. No, you have to be because I am not that engaged with it. So you have to be the one who's connected. Well, I here. wasn't working on this campaign this year. Okay. I, I was talking to some people working on the campaign, and um, uh, hopefully I don't piss. Oh, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> uh, people were acting like um, they cannot run a digital marketing campaign and win in the election. In the that's literally impossible. Yeah, I mean, like, hey, did you watch the last two presidential campaigns? I mean, you have to have a robust digital presence because that's how people engage with you, so they know that you're not that uh, they need to pay attention to you. Now. Yeah, yeah. You know that's how you get their attention, and then you engage with them, yeah, and bring them to to learn about you. And two, you get to be able to communicate with them more intimately. Well, yeah. But anyway, I want to find out more about Andrew Gillum because I it's I, I want to. Sometimes I I you know I'm a conspiracy theorist. Sometimes it happens, but it's usually when I when someone shows up on the national stage, excuse me, someone shows up on the national stage who's like local and. I'm hearing about it, and and he has nothing to do with anything that's near me. I want to know why am I hearing about this guy? <clears throat> and sometimes I don't trust black guys with clean shaven faces. That's another thing. <laughs> that has nothing to do with anything, but yeah. So anyway, I just want to know why why am I hearing about him, and what's the big deal? Is it just because he's black? Because sometimes that happens. I kind of hate that. Like, oh hey, this guy's black. Look, he's he's running for something. I guess it's good, but it's not. Um, I don't I don't know why I'm hearing about it though. You know. Anyway, I mean, it, 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 it's a hard race, but I can see what platform he's built on. And then the other guy calling say he, he's, Bernie endorsed him. Oh, maybe that's why. That's probably it. what it, what he got picked up because Bernie endorsed him. Okay, is he like a staunch Democrat or is he more of a progressive? I don't know enough yet, but by the next podcast, I will know what the hell. I'm gonna, this, yeah, I yeah, know, we'll, yeah, I'll look him up. I want to know more about this guy. No, because I I just know that they're gonna start trotting out whoever they're. Whoever there is, their golden child to be the presidential nominee. They're going to start pushing them out there soon, and I yeah, want to know who, who's it going to be. Well, but you're going to start hearing about it now, and then you know, yeah, it it, it, it fades into existence. Oh, yeah, all the stuff in the background is going yeah. on right now. I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's going to be probably Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, and then some. There might be a couple other people. Um, you know, there are people talking about uh, Governor Patrick. Getting Putin's hat in. I could see Patrick mm. Booker. Uh, I don't know. You think they're going to do another black president, though? They want a woman. I know. I, they want a woman. It so would, I, would it be funny if it was like an Indian woman or a Latina woman that won. Uh, I can't think of someone on the national stage right now. Yeah. 
But I think the, the people might want someone that's kind of a, maybe at a major state. You're going to have to bring a major state on. So you got to bring a New York or a California. Oh, I wonder if it's the Nixon chick. Oh. Who? I think it might be the Nixon chick, yo. The girl who's, uh, she was on Sex in the City. She was, um, she's in the gubernatorial race in New York. And she was, um, she had a, she had a really big um, debate with, um, Cuomo and she was really like just spanking him son like on stage and she made him look dumb and all this stuff and I was like man she's really like uh, being really grandiose here and I was like oh okay maybe that's why because I think they do want a woman I wonder uh, if she's going to be yeah you're not winning as a Republican in New York State it's not happening she's a Republican um, unless she was a Democrat well, or is she a Democrat oh wait what's Cuomo uh, Cuomo's a Democrat. Oh, okay, then she must be Republican. Okay, then she's probably not going to win. Well, I'm saying, well, she she might. I don't know. She might win that, but um, I don't think that's what she would. I don't think. I mean, obviously, the Democrats aren't going to run her for president, so I guess that's a different story. So I was thinking that she was Democrat. Oh, Cynthia Nixon. Oh, yeah, yeah, she is the lady from Lady from Sex and the City. Uh, well, you know, she'll have a lot of face recognition. Yeah, she I, I she she might win the governorship down there, but um, cause he he really did not look good in whatever debate that was. I saw. Um, She's in the Working Families Party. I mean, what is that? I don't know. It's not a major party. Uh, I mean, one of the things is it's hard to battle an actress like Ron, because actresses actors know how to deliver lines and they know how to engage with empathy and they have it, face recognition. Yeah. So it would be. Did Schwarzenegger freaking come in like and just? Schwarzenegger was a, a staunch political person way before he ever ran. Mm. I mean, he was big in the Reagan administration. Yeah, um, he was a big advocate. You know, one of those classic immigrant community engaged in business. He was in the acting world, but yeah, Schwarzenegger was a sought after endorsement before he ever ran. Really? Yeah. And two, he married Kennedy. So <laughs> that, that, that's royalty right there. Yeah. No, but didn't he, uh, the, the governor that was in office, he kind of just literally almost kicked him out of office or something and took that. Well, he defeated an incumbent pretty badly when he won and he won governor back to back. Yeah. You well, know, that's why they always had the joke that Arnold Schwarzenegger would, they would change the constitution so he could be president. I mean, that was I on the I've symptoms. I mean, yeah, it's I been going around for a long yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, good times. Um, man, I need to get my mojo back today, man. I'm like low energy. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm actually feeling a lot better right now. What were you, you were feeling bad before? I wasn't feeling bad, little. You know, the old lady was out of out of pocket for a little while. Oh, okay. What does that mean? What do you mean out of pocket? Well, she was on vacation and then she came home. And she wasn't feeling well, so it was oh, really yeah, like yeah, yeah. like okay. her not being home for like two weeks. It's a bit of a doozy, I know. And then you got the you got the baby by yourself and all that. I don't mind the baby by myself, but I wasn't feeling well while having the baby oh, by myself, man. which was like, oh goodness, I'm. <laughs> but luckily, my I'm, I'm lucky to having children with high level of empathy. She was like, Daddy, you look like you're struggling right now. I'm gonna just take my 18 month old self and just chill by me. So she was like, she would play. <laughs> I'll just play quietly. I'll play quietly by you, when you, and then we'll take a nap. And then when we have some more energy, I'm gonna go like lay waste to this stuff over here. Yeah. I was like, Fine by me. Let's let's do that. That's She's like, funny. That's funny. like, no, remember, make dinner. <laughs> but like, well, what you want? That's awesome. She was like, Daddy gave me egos, and Mommy normally doesn't give me egos. I got in trouble for that, by the way. Why? Because my wife is on this whole whole natural stuff. Um, you know our wives, right? Well, I mean, you know, but I mean, we're dads, though. <laughs> I don't have time to do all this because uh, my wife makes all this. You know, I normally make my own waffles, but the waffle iron broke. So I man, you make fresh waffles. Yeah, I make fresh waffles. You, how do you, I don't even know how to make waffles. I know there's a waffle iron involved, but yeah, I mean, it's like a pancake recipe, but you add eggs. And I, I what I actually add, I like cooking. I don't cook often. Yeah, I, I'm cooking a lot more now. I add a little um, nutmeg or cinnamon, mm. vanilla essence, a little, a little bit of spice, maybe uh, some. Yeah, um, I say cinnamon, nutmeg. Sometimes something's a little zest. So you have some spiced waffles. Yeah, well, not enough that it tastes savory because I don't want savory freaking waffles. Mm. I want. A little spice in it. So when I do a glaze, yeah. I take like um, fresh strawberries or raspberries or something like that. Mm. Take a 
butter and a little bit of sugar you know <laughs> not a little bit a lot of turbinado sugar turbinado fancy the, sugar the, yeah. the turbinado sugar because it has more flavor of course yeah do a little glaze I gotta, I gotta get some of this turbinado sugar see what's all this hubbub's about it, it yeah. makes your tea taste amazing mm. um it just has more of caramel in it you know uh, you know what i always wanted to do malt sorry malt oh it has malt in it yeah it's or more malt flavor malt flavor what malt. color is it it's brown it's, it's a, like oh is it just brown sugar is that is that well, it's less refined than brown sugar, so oh, it's man, unrefined sugar, sugar. So it has more different types of sugars, so it's going to look like a a richer, thicker cane sugar. Yeah. You know what I always wanted to do? I always wanted to get like half cake batter and half waffle batter, right? Mix it together and make a waffle out of it. Well, cake. since cake batter rises, I think that might... Oh, it wouldn't work. And that might be pretty interesting. And it might taste great. But I'm sure I, it would taste great. But I don't think it might <laughs> visually look good. But we can try it out. I'm going to have to try that at some point. Do you, have, sounds, you have a waffle iron? I, I need a new waffle iron, man. Oh, but, man. So what happened? Well, what, you have an old one, though? No, no. My wife threw it away. Oh, like, right. And I, I was heartbroken. Man. Heartbroken. It was like, you can't even break those things. It's just solid iron. Mm, well, no, it was, it was ceramic. It was oh, ceramic. Wow. And then what happened? Uh, they went to clean it with something that damaged the ceramic portion. And oh. then... It kind of burnt a little bit, and she's like, you know how she is. Yeah. like stuff pristine. My wife like throws out dishes if they have a chip in it. It's like, what are you doing? It's like I can still use this. No, it's like unusable. Like, oh, it's got a little chip around the rim. Oh, up garbage. <laughs> like, what is? What are, you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Anyway, I, I have some plates right now that uh, I've shattered like four glass, no, six glass plates because they can go in, sort of, kind of go go in the the toaster oven, but eventually they will shatter. Yeah. But so I have stone plates that we got as a wedding gift that we actually picked out for ourselves. Nice. Um, those are awesome. Microwave nice. oven toaster oven they just because they're actually stone they do a great job that's awesome they're just really big well not all of them some of them are really big all right man well i'm i think i'm uh maybe i'm a little sick right now i think i'm pre-sick right now you're pre-sick yeah i'm feeling like a little like like unnecessarily lethargic i'm always tired because i'm just you know i work a lot but no i feel like different kind of tired right now uh, i think i'm gonna wake up with something tomorrow no nah, don't tell yourself that yeah well i mean i'm just being honest but <laughs> like, <laughs> i will not wake up with something i tomorrow. will not yeah <laughs> command you to grow yeah exactly um but yeah anyway uh yeah my mojo's a little low unintentional rhyme and um yeah, I don't know if I'm. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to sit here and bore you anymore. But um, uh, that's been actually one hour exactly on the dot. And yeah, what's um, going on with this? We that's not like we just normally yeah. get in stride right now. I think it's. I think normally we. Uh, if if I have a little bit more energy, we're we're more uh, tangent intensive. And I um, think Amari kept us off the tangents. Yeah, I think because we, we had to actually had to answer the questions. Yeah, sort of. And I was aware that she was there, so I had to keep checking myself so that I didn't go off. On like you know Wolverine or something ridiculous. So, uh, oh dude, tangent. I've been watching a lot of the narrated YouTube comics. I love it. Oh, comics explained. Yeah, I love comics explained. I also watched. I'm on Dope Spill right now. I like Dope Spill. Oh my goodness, that dude is. Um, he's actually very good narrator, but he does not look the way he sounds. Have you seen his face? No, uh, he uh, sounds like a black kid from like Chicago. Or something. No, he does. I mean, Nashville. he is a black kid, but he just looks like he's like older. Like he sounds like he's like twenty or something, but he's like forty. <laughs> really? I don't know if he's forty. He might be like he, he's probably younger than us, but um, I don't think he's much younger than us. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I've I've caught up on my whole like Wolverine, my my uh, Weapon H. Um, mm. Which is the incredible? Wait, the who's Weapon Eight? Oh, is that the whole? That's the whole whole mixture? mixture. Yeah, which is now the Clay Tom. It's an interesting storyline. I, I think I've I've um, I've heard of that. I don't see how that would be a thing though, because of the whole adamantium skeleton. So they actually solved the issue with Lady Deathstrike's technology. I, I was deep in it. Okay. Like, All right. Don't tell me. I got, I'm going to go see it. Yeah. So I, I'm. I'm so it's just, dope spill. Dope spill. All right. I'm going to check so out you can dope spill. Put in weapon age. Yeah. I was watching the whole like um, James 
you know Wolverine. One of Wolverine has a lot of children, so I was watching one of the stories yeah. for Wolverine. He's getting busy. Mm-hmm. He's also extremely young. He's he's super old, so of course he does. Yeah, yeah. You know, then they had him get him. You know, like Wolverine was with, with Storm after she divorced Chichala in one of the storylines. Storm. Mm-hmm. They I have a child never, together. What? Yeah. I am not have not been aware of that. I know he has a kid with um. Uh, the Japanese, Japanese lady yep, that's Japanese drinking. Chick. Yep. She had he has a kid with the the same mother of. Um, There's a storyline where he had a kid with Jean Grey. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's canon though. I, there's, it's one of those different universes. Um, the Japanese chick. Um, that's Draken. Um, There's James Holden or James something. That's yep. the the lady Saber, that Saber Claw or something like that. Well, no, that's um, the same mother for Quicksilver and and so forth. So Magneto's kids. Mm. Wolverine has a son with him who actually is very much like Wolverine. Yeah. Except that he has organic metal also. In his claws? Um, he has the ability to cover himself in organic metal like, oh, damn, son. like Colossus. And he has claws? And he has claws. That's dope. With healing factor. So he's a little... Oh, he's, man. But, they got to bring him to the movies. That'd be cool. What's his name? His name is James Holden. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think... He, he, he's right. been in a couple different storylines. I mean, he's in the new storyline, so... There's a new storyline with old man Logan yeah. and the new version after the Infinity Wars. They bring all the different stories together. Yeah. So they're combining the two different two of the different Marvel universes yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. So there's a, like these or really robust stories. So old man Logan, the original Wolverine weapon at um, X-23, which mm. is a, the one. From, that's the girl. That's the girl. From the movie, Logan. It's drinking. So there's like five yeah. or several I don't, I don't different think she's, she's technically his seed. I think she just has all she, his. No, she's his clone with an X chromosome. Yeah, but not, um, but not he claims an actual her. child. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. But it's not, it's not, it's a little different for her. She's but, um, very, but she's the one that carries the Wolverine name. She takes on the Wolverine name and part of the story. She's bad, son. She's bad. She's probably she might be the the illest one. Like she's well, crazy. All of them like together good, in a like, good way. Like so, there's this whole weapon, the new weapon X that Sabretooth named it. Yeah. I don't know why they allow Sabretooth to name anything. Um, Sabretooth is he's he's all right, but he's I don't he might as well just not even really be anything. So in some storylines, Sabretooth is Wolverine's brother. Sometimes this is Wolverine's father and sometimes he's Wolverine's son, depending on the universe. Okay, I've never heard that theory. He's and everyone I've known, he's always been the brother. Sometimes he's not related to him and at he's all. He's also he's actually stronger and faster and better than him. He's not he's not only, faster. He doesn't heal as fast. His, his healing factor is not as good and in, his, in every in, other way. Like he could he could destroy Wolverine if But he always loses. Yeah, well, that's because he's does he's not as tough as Wolverine. Yeah, that's really what it boils down. Wolverine's to. like Wolverine doesn't and get tired. And he's not as like um, wild. Like he has that berserker rage that he gets. Like he doesn't have that. So if he goes into that, he can't really see him. Did you see that that comic where um, Sabretooth got just destroyed by the Hulk? Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> where he was at the bar. Did you see that? That was on. Um, I think it was on Comics Explained or something. Yeah, I watched that. That was one. crazy. That was dope. So I was on, I'm on the whole thing. Like, I'm, I'm really looking. I read the, well, read, listened. I love this. There's uh, those pills explanation of the new, um, the yeah. new, well, some people call Hulk Vereen, but the guy has a lot of control. It's a really interesting character. Uh, I got I got to see it because you, you got to watch it, it man. Dope spell, man. Dope spell. Because he he grows into much a Hulk, love right? to dope spell, man. Much love because I just watched you for like eighteen hours this week when I was not man, feeling that's well. Entirely too much, bro. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched so many, I watched so many different stories. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's very interesting. Um, no, but I like I like dope spell. And I like comics explained. I kind of like um, what's that other variant comics? But it's a little too. Um, a little too polished i don't like i don't like it when it's too produced and like all you know super crazy intros and outros and all that kind of like sometimes it seems like it's got too much um almost like it's poly- like it's got a team behind it and they're trying to produce it and make it into even though talk those spilling no but they do pretty a, good no they are pretty good but they do that themselves they go mm-hmm. into apple um apple has a, a motion graphics thing and they can make all their own stuff and then he puts his own beats behind it and everything. So I can I can respect that and I appreciate that. that. You can tell the difference of a vision of one man versus a team of guys who are just trying to put together, you know, anyway. So I just want to learn about the comics with a 
having the time to read them. Exactly. And then two, them connecting multiple I, themes together. I used to read so many comics. I really wish I had the time to like do that again. I, but I don't. I don't have the time. To I do mean, it. but I do but, like listening to it. I was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. You know, the last comics I read was. Um, do you remember when Onslaught came and took out the whole universe? Yeah. So I had that. I actually had that, and my kids found it and destroyed it. That wow. the thing was worth like, like probably like fifty dollars or something. And then I got a whole bunch of number ones because they all started over again. So I still currently have Iron Man number one, and two and three. I have I had Deadpool number one all the way up till it stopped, and then and that it stopped like four or five or six years ago. And then my kids found them and destroyed them all. And then I have Avengers number one. I still have it because they can't, haven't found it yet. Anyway, uh, this I got is Hope probably versus not, Wolverine. So. Really? Yeah. You know what else I had? And my kids found it and destroyed it. Oh, it hurts. Oh, it hurts. Uh, the Death of Superman. I had that. Whoa, man. That's the actually, whole book. That's actually worth An something. original print. That, that was worth Because I, I got it back in like 93 or 94 when it happened. When it, when Doomsday first came out, nobody knew what it was. It was uh, like, my, my, my stuff was in storage for oh, years. Man, my, actually, uh, Seamus McDuffie, uh, my son, Shimon, yeah. he uh, he took all my comics just now. Like when he was here, he was like, because <laughs> we went through storage. Uh, yeah. And he, he said, I'm like, oh, daddy. I was, like, oh. I was like, yeah, those are my comics from when I was your age. He was like, oh, oh yeah, you don't need these anymore, dad. Man, tell them to take care of them comics, man. I, I told him to take care of them. I would love my kids. I don't mind if they read the comics, but just no. freaking take care what, of it. What I told him was like, hey. They're like coloring in the bubbles and stuff. Well, because like they're little. Garbage. Well, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they do. Yeah, they he, he, I was like, hey, by the time you're my age, they'll be worth some money. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Yeah. So you still had the one from the 90s? Yeah. Some of those are worth money now. Oh, I, I, I had, actually priced them. They weren't worth a lot. Yeah, they, they're, yeah. they're worth more. Wait another 20 years or so. Oh, yeah, probably. No, they'll definitely be worth more. Because I keep talking about Archie comics. I was like, my dad used to have every Archie comic, but when he got married. Really? You know, Maisha used to have Archie's comics, too. Really? Yeah. I used to read those. You know, I bet you they're them. in her mom's basement. They are probably for sure in her mom's basement. Yeah, because I used to read them, Betty and Veronica and all that stuff. All right. So yeah. we're going to have to go talk. Yeah, I comics are worth some probably worth some money. <laughs> <laughs> I, also had, um, I also had Spawn number one, too. And that one, that one blew everyone's mind because that was one of the first comics to start using Photoshop to, like, color. So if you if you have a spawn number one, you'll be like, man, this is some excellent coloring. I mean, now it doesn't look it looks actually not that good anymore. But back in like 92 or 93, when that came out, you open it up and it's like, wow, look at because the shading was like smooth and perfect. And like Mm. it was really good. And they had like flashing like if someone had light in their eyes, it really looked like light was coming out of there. Yeah, because when they do the old comics, like from like the 70s, they're like this drawing is. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, black ink much? Like just all black ink. Yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, so that's been our show. Um, thanks for listening to us uh, talk to uh, Shaman's daughter, Amari. 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 A fine young lady. I hope she's doing well down there in college. I hope we were able to help her out. Uh, we basically showed her how awesome you know, a couple of dudes we are. And um, what else did we talk about? We didn't really talk about business or politics today, did we? Oh, yeah, I guess we talked about Ayanna Presley and all that, but... A little bit, yeah. I'm glad. Right now, we're kind of like looking for who, um, you know, the Dems are going to put on the national stage because, you know, someone's going to be coming up pretty soon in the next few months um, because they're going to get started getting ready for. uh, Wow. Ayanna Presley was in the New York Times for that upset. Yeah. She's uh, she's all over. Yeah. Yeah, She's, yeah. 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 She's She's pretty coast to coast. People are hearing about her. Um, So, yeah. Anyway, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Uh, hopefully I'll be um, back to my normal jovial self again um, in the next podcast but um, thank you for joining us and um, I hope you have a wonderful Thursday Uh, one one